0: Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, day 128. Pretty much all of us are familiar with the phrase HD or high definition, and it's a term that describes the clarity and the quality of a high definition TV picture. It's also a term that can be applied to our lives. When we live in high definition, we live with clarity and quality. We live with purpose and meaning. So how do we live in HD in a way that is honoring to God and brings him glory? It was back in
1: 1966 when England last won the Football World Cup. Yet I can still remember the moment. As children, we were watching the match on a black and white television set. We could never get a very good picture. It was always fuzzy and going into lines. We were quite happy with it, since we didn't know anything different. One day, we discovered all it needed was an aerial. Suddenly, we found we could get clear and distinct pictures. Our enjoyment was transformed. Now, not only... Do we have color television? But we can get high definition. There are no fuzzy lines or distortions. It produces a richer, bolder, more vibrant picture than ever before. Rather than black and white or even color, Jesus offers you high-definition life. There are two Greek words for life. The word bios, from which we get the word biological, means the condition of being alive rather than dead, mere existence. The other word is doe, means the full, abundant, uh, spacious, open-hearted richness of life that Jesus speaks about, a life of fulfillment and purpose. This is life in high definition.
0: From Proverbs 11 Truly the righteous attain life, but whoever pursues evil finds death. The Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. Be sure of this. The wicked will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will go free. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Enjoy the high-definition life.
1: The book of Proverbs sets out two paths. One leads to death, the other to life. The path that leads to death is the path of evil, perversity, wickedness, meanness, hoarding, and trusting in wealth. The path that leads to life is for those who are righteous. You are righteous through your faith in Jesus Christ. In this passage, we see a description of what this life is like. It's not mere existence. It is high-definition living. It means enjoying God's delight. It's a life of freedom. It ends only in good. When you're generous, you are enriched. When you refresh others, you are refreshed. This does not mean that life is without its difficulties, challenges and suffering, but ultimately you will be crowned with blessing. You will find goodwill and will thrive like a green leaf. Lord, thank you that you give me the righteousness of Christ by faith and put me on a path that leads to life. New Testament from John 5
0: If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favour, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, Testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who has sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You study the Scriptures diligently, because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very Scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe, since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Encounter Jesus Daily
1: If we fail to see that the Bible is about Jesus and a relationship with him, reading it can easily become a dry, academic and arid activity. Once you understand that it's all about Jesus and you see that studying the Bible is a way to grow in your relationship with him, it becomes the source of life. The way to find life is to come to Jesus. On numerous occasions, especially in John's Gospel, Jesus refers to this life as eternal life. Eternal life comes from this relationship. It starts now and goes on forever. It is the high definition life. How can you know that Jesus really is who he says he is? As if in a court of law, Jesus calls four witnesses as evidence to support his case. The first witness Jesus calls is other people, in particular John the Baptist. John came as a witness to testify. Today, there are more witnesses than ever before over two billion pointing to jesus the second witness jesus calls is his own life work this is a weightier witness than the first one it's the very work the father has given me to finish which culminates in the resurrection of the crucified christ who cries out from the cross it is finished the third witness jesus calls is the father's direct testimony You too can experience his direct testimony today through his Spirit in your heart. The fourth witness, Jesus calls, is the Scriptures. The whole Bible is about Jesus and about coming into a relationship with him. Jesus says, these are the Scriptures that testify about me. He says, Moses wrote about me. It is possible to study the Scriptures but miss the whole point. Jesus says to the religious leaders, You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Every time you study the Bible, expect to encounter Jesus. Even though there's ample evidence about Jesus, ultimately coming to him is an act of the will. And some, Jesus says, refuse to come to me to have life. Why would anyone refuse? Some are not willing to put God first in their lives. Others are more concerned about what people think than about what God thinks. Still others simply refuse to believe in spite of the evidence. If you believed, really believed, what Moses said, you would believe me. He wrote of me. Jesus touches our fundamental sin. We are continually seeking honor, glory, and admiration from one another, seeking our own glory. Do not worry about what other people think. What God thinks is what matters. Encounter Jesus again today and enjoy the full, abundant, spacious, open-hearted, high-definition life which Jesus offers. Lord Jesus, today I come to you, the source of life. As I study the scriptures, may my heart burn within me as I encounter you.
0: Old Testament from Judges 7 and 8. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. The Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have saved us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you." Thus, Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace 40 years.
1: Examine the biblical examples. Gideon is listed in the New Testament as an example of someone who lived by faith. He therefore received a foretaste of this high-definition life. Gideon knew the Lord, who spoke to him and told him he was going to give him victory over the Midianites. Gideon worshipped God, even before he'd won the battle. This demonstrated his faith and inspired the others. Such was Gideon's faith that he went into battle with only 300 men, each with a torch in one hand and a trumpet in the other, leaving no chance to use swords. Faith and confidence was not in themselves, but in God who gave them a great victory. Whatever battles you are facing today, put all of your confidence and trust in God instead of in your own ability to cope. Like Gideon, resolve in faith to worship God ahead of the battle and walk with the boldness that comes from God-confidence. Whatever God has asked you to do may seem impossible for you, but it's not impossible for him. Learn from studying the example of Gideon. First, wisdom in dealing with criticism. When the Ephraimites asked Gideon, Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? They criticized him sharply. Gideon dealt with this criticism with great charm and tact. He said to them, but What have I accomplished compared to you? What am I able to do compared to you? And we're told, at this, their resentment against him subsided. On the whole, people want to be valued for what they do. They want to be included in God's plans. Criticism may flow from a person who's feeling underused or undervalued. Once the Ephraimites realized that Gideon valued them and rated them highly, their criticism subsided. Sometimes I forget the wisdom of this example. I respond to criticism in the wrong way. But I've been struck by how often if we go to people and say, I need your help. In effect, what have I accomplished compared to you? Their criticism subsides. Second, determination when exhausted. Gideon and his 300 men exhausted, yet keeping up the pursuit. There are times in life when we feel exhausted. Most often, it's wise to stop, rest, and get refreshed. But there are some occasions when you just have to keep going. Presumably, Gideon's strength came from the fact that the Spirit of the Lord had come upon him. The life of Gideon is an inspiration, but there's also a warning. After his great victory, he became overconfident and failed to consult God. He thought of a nice idea and went ahead. turned out to be a disaster. He made a golden ephod that became a snare to Gideon and his family. Although Gideon, like us all, was a fallible human being, he's listed in Hebrews as one of the great people of faith. Yet you are better off than Gideon. God had planned something better for us. You can enjoy an even better life than Gideon. You can enjoy full, abundant, spacious, high definition living by faith in Jesus. Lord, thank you that I can enjoy high definition living, life in all its fullness through faith in Jesus. Please give me today wisdom and energy through the power. Of your Holy Spirit within me. Pepper adds, in Judges eight twenty four, we see that it's not a good idea to ask for a reward for doing God's work. This ended up being a snare to Gideon and his family. Also, I'm not sure that all his wives and his concubine did him much good either. It is sad that after all he did for God, Gideon did not pass on the ways of God to his children and the next generation. We need to finish
0: well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help me today to bring you honor and to glorify your name. Guide me by your Holy Spirit to act as Jesus did. Fill me today. In Jesus' name, amen.